Hi, and welcome to On the Road with Supernatural, the podcast where we watch and discuss Supernatural episode to episode from the beginning. I'm Jasper Graydon. I'm Jordan Grimm. And I'm Allie. Allie like Madonna. Like Madonna, only just, one name. Just mm-hmm. the one name, just Allie. <laughs> the Allie formerly known as Allie. <laughs> I just keep it, but I want to be extra. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be your hosts for this Monster of the Week journey through American folklore and Christian mythology. So, if y'all could be or look like anybody else, who would it be? I don't know about look like, but for who I would be, I would want to be definitely someone who is super rich but doesn't have any responsibility. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like a famous actor because that's work. I want to be like the YouTube stars, like Mr. Beast or whoever they are, <laughs> who like, they're like, I filmed a video where I tipped someone $20,000 and filmed their reaction. I want to be that type of rich or I'm just throwing my money away. I don't know who that is, but probably. I don't know. He's a young I don't know who that is. YouTuber. I've never been like a a YouTube consumer. I just don't. The kids let me in on who's cool. Oh, yeah, that's fair. You're surrounded by youths. Yeah, I just watch watch popping videos. That's it. Mm -hmm. What about you, Allie? I would want to fucking change something, so I'm like, let me look like Jeff Bezos and tie up Jeff Bezos, the real one, and let me go start some civil shit. So you wanna, you wanna actually do this episode? Yeah. (laughs) How about Jeff Bezos? We can burn him. Just conflagrate the shit out of him. But I don't even hate Bezos as much. Like, I want someone with even more power. Like any cis white man in power in the government. Yes. Let me fuck over the government. <laughs> do you think they have more power than Bezos? That's true. No. I don't think so at all. I don't think yeah, they do. I think Bezos might be the top. I know ugh, Musk, Elon. Elon, oh yeah. He's too pretentious. I wouldn't even want to be in that body. But yeah, would... but you could like literally say anything though anything. if you were Elon Musk. Oh, that's true. And Let's... people would be like, Daddy Elon, take me to Mars. <laughs> he just seems like he would smell bad when you burn him. I don't know it what that means, but before too. Yeah, I had a friend who worked for him, and he was yeah. Ooh. It was more toxic than I realized at the time. My condolences to your friend, <laughs> Jasper. Who would you be? I don't know if I want to be them, but I would really like to look like Evie Oddly. Oh yeah, for those who don't know, the Evie. drag queen. Yeah. Oh okay. She's an alt queen and would do like all kinds of very weird like crafty stuff very strange I would costume just, makeup yeah i would just settle for her laugh oh yeah it's like uh, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> i can't do it very well but it's very good very jowl a very jolly laugh for such like a little person yeah or skinny person i just i just want to be like eight feet tall but like really really skinny and look like you know some kind of weird like tree ant slash fey creature type thing and also have a very like big mouth with a lot of big teeth Ooh, that's how i'm trying to be and like like really crazy hair like the cure i can dig that yeah being a train would be cool have two little hobbits on your shoulders mary and pippin i did like them yeah well anyway how about i introduce this episode <laughs> Today's episode is season one, episode six, Skin, the one where the boys fall victim to identity theft. This episode was written by John Scheiben and directed by Robert Duncan McNeil. It originally aired on October 18th, 2005. So this was my first time watching it, and I wonder if you both had the same reaction, but the very first time I watched, like, first time watching this, I saw that reveal coming from a hundred miles away. Yeah. Like, I just knew the second they came in here... It was going to be Dean standing by the window. Yeah. This was the third time I watched it. And then I was like, that's Dean. (laughs) Each time. I think it's like, it's like the extra intense music because they never have that in the little prologue thing. You got Dean. (laughs) I also, when the SWAT members are running up the stairs, they, the SWAT boot and the bend of the shadow made it look like one of the SWAT members was running up in, like, combat heels. And I was like, when did I join a SWAT team? I don't remember that. Incredible. I don't know why, but the opening reminded me of something Chris Angel would go home and watch. 
really? to comfort himself. I don't know who that is. The magician. The angsty magician. Oh, Jesus. Like the guy, he's the guy who like put himself in like a water bucket in Times Square for Probably. like eight days. Yeah. He's the one with a lot of eyeliner who does magic. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So we have a yeah, running I... joke in our friend group that Allie only dates magicians. I've so of course. I've been looking for my magician for so long. So long. And once I did go on a date and I said... Me and my friends always joke that I'm just trying to look for a magician. And he said, oh, why? And I said, oh, because it's the lowest form of man. Guess who was a magician in his spare time? Oh, my God, Allie. <laughs> Wait, did that really happen? Yeah, for real. <laughs> God. Oh, to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, it's fitting that you're the only one here who has, like, a lot of details about Chris Angel. Angel. Truly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I can't deal with the opening song in that. It's just like so cringe. And I, I can't tell if the music was bad when it came out or if it's just bad now. I think it's always been bad because especially since it's like the off brand. I wonder if the music in this episode was just bad and cringy. Yes all around it kind of makes me wonder if they had someone very specific doing this episode with horrible taste yeah i mean that's something we could we could look that up we could see Mm. who's your mother who's your mommy who's your father who's your daddy (laughs) are those the lyrics to the second song to the song you're the the second song is even cringier than the first i like bad like oh man it just keeps on oh i did look this up and this song at the start is also used in a 1986 movie manhunter um in a scene that's very similar so it might be paying homage to that oh so that song makes sense the who's your mommy who's your dad (laughs) no excuse there are some other really bad lyrics too like like yelling about being a freak or whatever i was like that's just so on the nose yeah it's like they were trying to like be nine inch nails or something but failing miserable yeah 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 i hadn't even thought of that yeah yeah you're totally right pretty bad that's that's my least favorite thing yeah with the episode Mm -hmm, is is the music i do like um besides the first episode this was the first intro then smash cut to dean and sam where someone wasn't waking up from being asleep really did they did that in every single episode i know they did it in three and four because three is when we got dean's ass and four is when mm, Sam was having the nightmare. Only he was in this one too. In two though, two Sam was having Ooh. the dream about the yeah. funeral, so he must have been asleep. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So. Oh fuck. We got Love some dream sequences. We're oh, done shit. with our oh, sleepy fuck. boys. Yeah. Well, the first episode was different though. Yeah. I don't. Know. That cut to Jess. Yeah, that's true. So it's, yeah, yeah, the first episode, yeah, it wasn't, but two, three, and four, they cut to them it's sleeping. Also, it's also six for six on um, Dean having honest emotions with Sam, yeah. despite mm-hmm. saying he doesn't want to have honest emotions with Sam. <laughs> I think the most surprising thing in this episode that was Sam has friends. <laughs> yeah. I just did a spit take. <laughs> he had like no chemistry with her at first either. He calls her little Becky and it's like the most cringy yeah. way he says it. Yeah. Yeah, which is is like surprising that he's the one that's cringy in mm-hmm. the dynamic cuz usually it's like the, you know, blonde female number 5 that's like the cringy one, but she was actually pretty good, I thought. I agree. Yeah, like her body language was really good and like her like expressions were really good. Mm-hmm. She seemed like she could get her eyes glassy just whenever she fucking wanted. I was like, wow. Especially out of coming from last episode where the acting was so bad. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that the woman in the last episode who played um, the Bloody Mary, when she wasn't twitching around and they had her actually act in the end, it was like the best acting in the entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why couldn't we have this the rest of the time? Because we don't deserve nice things nope. and God hates us. <laughs> Agreed. Um, Speaking of Becky, her outfits in this are so atrocious. And I think, um, you know, her one at the end is probably my least favorite, but she makes 
like a, a huge impression with that horrible like olive green shrug that she's wearing when she opens the door and like the tie for it is like all the way down to like her belly button man i can't believe people used to wear those i'm pretty sure those were one of those shirts that are like incredibly tiny and then they stretch when you put them on also that color was so popular when we were in high school that olive, olive green. green it was everywhere and brown and brown why did people wear so Sunburnt much brown orange. i was in fifth grade when this came out and I wore every one of those or wanted to wear it. Oh, my God. So I relate to it. <laughs> so I will say nothing Becky wore was as bad as her brother's goatee, though. Yes. <laughs> True. Oh, my God. It reminded me of this meme I saw a couple of days ago where someone was like holding like an oxygen mask to their face but, and then had like a straight razor going around it and they <laughs> oh were like this is how I shape my goatee it li- it looked exactly like that oh that was the look though back then it's so nasty my mom still talks about men with goatees ew I think yeah even back then we were aware that was bad oh she likes them oh I'm sorry Shelly you're <laughs> wrong on this uh, whatever Shelly's hot she can be oh wrong oh my god stop my mom's hot <laughs> Okay, one last fashion thing. Yes. In 2005, there were two types of jeans. There were the skinny jeans, and then there was those damn jeans that the rest of us wore that they made (laughs) so long that they went under your shoes. Yes. And like the back hem, the back hem would get obliterated. I was just like, man, I don't remember what it's like to have like wet jeans on my ankles anymore. (laughs) They were always like wet. Yeah. The snow and rain. Yeah. Yeah. And they would get bleached out from like the salt. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. We'd always wear our fat vans under them. Jesus Christ, were you literally me in high school? Were you actually literally me? Yeah. Her Her last outfit though, Becky's last outfit is really the worst one for me. She's wearing another shrug. It's like a short sleeve one. And it's like the sheer gauzy off-white thing. Mm -hmm. And she has that horrible brown top underneath it, which just makes like the shrug itself kind of look grayish. But then, then she, okay, she has this fucking lesbian ass necklace, which is like a dangly sword pendant that goes all the way to her boobs. And this huge silver belt belt buckle which is like the size of my face and i just am very confused about her aesthetic that belt buckle though that was the type of belt because when you used to buy your pants a lot of times they came with a belt yes and that's what that seemed like like it was one of those pants where you're you buy it and has a belt of the same fabric with that massive belt buckle and all of those little grommets going yeah. down the middle of it mm-hmm. oh my god yeah, that was truly that a happens. horrible time to have clothing yeah all of you young people out there trying to relive early 2000s why yeah it's like are you for real okay but can we get more butterfly clips those are fine yeah, but it's okay, not butterfly all clips are the exception yeah it's not all juicy couture tracksuits and sunshine the one thing i will say that um like 95 to like 2006 7 was good for is like maximalism yes like i think when you get those aesthetics and you just like really really fucking overdo it like talking about the butterfly clips just like 20 of them yeah just so fucking many and like so many rhinestones where every multicolored print just like really overdo it that's how you do that era of fashion did we see the um the pro did we talk about the product placement? There was product placement? Yeah, with the phone. He was oh, like, Blackberry. I'm casually oh. using my stylus on my phone and it has like some like brand showing. It just it really reminded me of Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this really is the same network, huh? <laughs> I have never <laughs> noticed branding in Riverdale. <laughs> oh my god, really? They're like why don't you get Bumble so you can meet someone? That way you don't have to have random midnight hookups with strangers in the woods. I did notice because I love product placement. It's why Jack and Jill is like my favorite movie. No. It's just, I, it's so strange. It's so strange. This podcast is ruining our friendship (laughs) (laughs) for the sole reason of that choice as your favorite movie. I'm like bringing in, I want like my Pepsi ads and shit. 
so we get to the house after this so the they're apartment. driving the apart oh yeah the apartment yeah the brother's apartment zach with the blood everywhere with the blood everywhere yeah. everywhere like how much blood does she have and it almost looked like <laughs> raspberry syrup yeah. Allie's like this bitch has too much blood <laughs> Well, like, it's just so weird, too, because they also do the thing where they try and make, like, they don't want you to know what the big bad is yet, mm-hmm. so they make it look like there's big, like, claw swipes yeah. of blood all over the wall. And, like, handprints dragging. Like, this is just straight-up torture porn. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, the decor, or not the decor, but, like, the set items that they have are really, like, incongruous with, like, the mood. <laughs> like, yes. the, the pile of navel Fruits. oranges and pears, and pears. specifically. Yeah. Just those two, but, like, a bunch of them. And, there was and l- the crumpled up notebook yeah. paper. And the, uh, what else was there? Playing cards. Yeah. There's some playing cards spread out. It's like, this is what people do when they sit at a table. They read Time Magazine and eat a pile of oranges while playing poker. <laughs> I prefer pears. Oh, pear. Yeah, there was Just pears kidding. there, pears too. Just kidding. Pears are evil. Yeah, they're nasty. Okay, I am going to make a big stretch. Big stretch. But you could say that they were trying to poorly emulate... The Dutch still life paintings with like the black background and the, the Dutch masters paintings. Yes, to remind you that death is imminent and they always have the fruit and they always have like a game being played or something being read and it's very in this moment. Now, did they probably mean to do that? No. If they did, was it done well? No. But I'm going to give them that excuse. Interesting. Can't see my face, but it looks like a combination of aggravated, skeptical, and suspicious. It looks just done. <laughs> just done with this idea. Well, there you go. Supernatural giving ode to the masters of past. <laughs> right. Some fucking Bruegel shit over here. And then we get the picture of the guy's goatee again. Ugh. Oh my god, the fridge photo. <laughs> the one magnet is like the soon. Marilyn. The Marilyn Monroe <laughs> magnet. Yeah. Just us three pals. And Marilyn. <laughs> I didn't even notice Marilyn because I was, it was such an intense, slow, uncomfortable zoom. Yeah. Like, I can't look oh, away. Can we talk about the music here too before Please. we get into the cringy scene? So I get that it leads to when they're leaving the apartment with like the whole dog and the dog's freaking out. But before they had like this really suspenseful music and it sounded like a dog was getting tortured like in the, <laughs> on loop so it was like loops it was like this weird yelling and then you'd have two seconds and it would repeat the noise and it had like people yelling it was very chaotic through walking like i don't know there was like this weird juxtaposition through walking through this apartment broad daylight people walking down the street and like dog torture noises jordan it's called art you're right. <laughs> yeah, remember, this is a Dutch Masters painting. Yeah. <laughs> With the soundtrack to match. Yeah. Bringing it to the 21st century. Yeah, and then they... I just totally tuned out the dog barking. Me too. I didn't know. I, oh. I don't know if it was just like an attention thing and it mm-hmm. became like a white noise item. So I was able to actually focus on what was going on in the scene itself. But yeah, I like until they're like, somebody turn off that dog. Like, I don't even notice it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, they could have just had the scene with the dog after, and it would have had the exact same effect and kept their creepy violin noise, but... <laughs> True. I don't know. Oh, yeah, and then after that, the house that Becky lives in... Is, her mansion. Her mansion is so insane, and they kind of wave it off like, oh, this is my parents' house. But then her parents, she's like, my parents are on vacation. While their sons girlfriend just got murdered and is now in prison being held for, for first degree one. murder yeah. yeah little weird but i don't I, know maybe they hate him rich aloof parents is what i blame it on yeah honestly like, plus like rich people just commit murder whenever so yeah you own that big a house because you're trying to fill the void of the emotions <laughs> yeah they're probably on vacation and they're like they're oh, murdering yeah that's they're what like they're doing they're out having some blood sacrifices in europe and they're like we'll get back and just how do you pay think they got son. all their money this right? is the try to save their marriage trip where they murder oh sure why not <laughs> <laughs> that's every trip <laughs> It's more special when you do it together, even murder. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm always surprised that uh there's that that second couple, the Asian man and the yes. white woman. Mm-hmm. That's not a normal 
racial pairing on TV is mm-hmm. so infrequent. And they're, like, really going for it, too. And the like time the first scene. Yeah. I think it's even more... It stood out even more in the time period is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, no, I mean, like, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I I remember, like, on The Walking Dead, mm, that yeah. was, that was, like, a huge deal. Yeah. 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 I liked it. The shapeshifter was sitting there, and he's like, oh, my God, I am so happy to finally get rid of this ugly-ass goatee. <laughs> and that's when he changes into the Asian man, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, and their apartment, too. I, I love that scene where mm-hmm. he's, like, looking for for her yeah. in the apartment because it's very like um cramped and yeah. maze like and, and all claustrophobic the, yeah 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 and like all the art has like lots of weird verticality going on mm-hmm. so like it feels it feels very tense like i feel like they almost did something on purpose yes. <laughs> in this show <laughs> and i'm like oh <laughs> i'm impressed i will say to the monster I get it. Seeing yourself has to be incredibly traumatizing. And I'm sure his brain was like, what is going on? But he turns around (laughs) his girlfriend or wife, whoever has just been tortured. He just found her. And now he is standing in front of him holding a bat up ready to swing. And he just literally stands there and looks at the motherfucker. He's like, okay, hit me with the bat. To be fair, if that happened to me, um, my adrenal response in situations is freeze Mm -hmm. immediately. So I was right there with him. It was a very long pause, though. Yeah. Well, we're processing a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. visually. That's There's the double. They want to make sure we see the eye thing mm-hmm. which i actually think as far as special effects go it doesn't look too bad no no, no. it looks a lot less weird to me than um when they do like the demon eyes to be honest yes, yes. yeah and for some reason eyes. it looks way more natural yeah yeah the yellow eyes yeah but i will say i definitely thought that the bat was a jimongous flesh-colored dildo and i don't know if that's just because of the kinds of you know tv shows that i watch or whatever just set me up for ridiculous expectations things like schitt's creek Allie. that's fair that's fair where you never know what's gonna happen that yeah (laughs) but anyway (laughs) you made me lose my train of thought sorry uh it made me think of um saints row actually because you can like use a dildo as a mm. melee weapon in that big purple dildo yep big purple dildo i like the we get the mention of the lore when they're watching the tape back mm-hmm. the security tape and they see the eye flicker yeah they have a lot of like canned expositional lines mm-hmm. about monsters in this is this their first mention of the lore uh like no, using the word lore i think they did it once before but did, did they say the word? They said they, the word lore. Oh, yeah. maybe it's I the first. I think that's the first time. Wow. Um, Which is funny because this lore, there is no lore. Because um, <laughs> it's the shapeshifters. And like, if you look at shapeshifters, technically werewolves and vampires count. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do. Which I will say, mm-hmm. I said there was going to be a werewolf. So True. I was half right. Yeah, you were close. And actually, I feel like um, the sort of tropes they use overlap mm-hmm. with werewolf shit. Yeah. Yes. I've seen a lot of and read a lot of werewolf stories where um, they shed a skin. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they eat it even. Mm-hmm. And like the um, transformation sequence, even the emphasis on like the mm-hmm. hands and stuff. It, that's a visual trope. Yeah. From werewolf. Sorry, not to interrupt you. Oh, no. I'm very passionate about werewolf stuff. <laughs> no, I love that it. because it did feel more werewolf than anything else. Yeah. And I looked up, like, all these different oh, shapeshifter stories. I looked at so many websites. And most of them, they, like, turn into one person mm-hmm. or one thing or they turn into animals. Um, there are the Greek gods, bitches always transforming. <laughs> They're the ones that... We got swans, we got bulls. <laughs> yes. And they can turn into, like, anyone. Um, ancient India had the Naga that take human form. Japanese deities, um, the Henge can transform into other creatures. But this is really a modern fiction thing. And the closest thing is skinwalkers. Which are a separate thing in Supernatural, but not by much. Mm, yeah. And this is, so they reference shapeshifters a, a 
few times, um, but really it is pretty close to shape shift or sorry, skinwalkers, um, which is from the Navajo people, and it means with it goes on all fours. They can turn in, possess, or disguise as people. They so a lot is kept in their culture, which is absolutely fine. So I just tried to find like what I could about it. Um, they can possess through eye contact and either like turn into you or make you do things. It sometimes is a substitute for like the generic killers like the hook man um, from European fiction. Don't talk about the hook man. Oh, we'll talk tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Whatever. <laughs> Next week. Ugh. Um, and it is different among different groups from the Navajo people, like Pueblo people, Apache, Hopi, Ute or Ute. Um, I believe it's Ute. Ute. I thought so. Thank you. Some, and so the origin of skinwalkers, usually they're witches who are respected healers and respected in their tribes, um, and then kind of turn evil. And they're, they have a secret society. Did you all know this? I didn't know about the secret society. I was going to interject and yeah. say they can be whatever gender. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, when I say witches, I don't oh, mean... Oh, yeah, no. I know yeah. what you mean. Thank you. I, <laughs> I know, Allie. I'm clarifying <laughs> for our gentle listeners. <laughs> yeah, they're inducted in a secret society, and they can... They usually have to kill a close one, often killing a sibling. Um, and then they can, like, transform. That's an interesting overlap with this with episode. This. Huh. Yeah, I really I like wish that. that they had leaned into that and chosen the word skinwalker, because this is fratricide is the, like, goal of yeah. this. And it brings out the tensions. It would, it would be potentially inappropriate, though, mm-hmm. to use it outside, like, completely outside of a native setting yeah I feel. that's true i just feel like with the stuff they did to oh take, oh no, no, go. no i i like i totally <laughs> no i agree and one relevant thing um when you shine light at them they're supposed to have red eyes when you shine light at them oh yeah mm-hmm. and their eyes are how you tell it's like not right like um when they're in human form their eyes look like animal eyes and when they're in animal form their eyes look like um like human eyes so it's very like it, so with skinwalker it's usually like off-putting something's not right mm-hmm. um and their evil society meets in caves it's they do a similar events to the tribal events and rituals um but they're corrupted events and they're often naked for it they also like participate with necrophilia cannibalism incest and rob graves just getting all the taboos out there. Just yep. just making sure. Get them all covered. That The ordering of that was interesting to me. And one of the things I think, because now today they're more seen as like trickster and they're in... Yeah. They're in a lot of stories that aren't from native people um, or indigenous people. They're from people kind of using it. Right. To tell their own a lot of like creepypasta. But this is one that creepypasta kind of gets right is that, and it gives me the chills thinking about it often you'll hear them like knocking or making noise on windows and doors and roofs Ugh. which to me i just have chills um thinking about this and that's part of the like between animal and human so yeah because they're, they're literally on the border of mm-hmm. human dwelling yeah and they're yeah. like human but have like some animal abilities and can cross back and forth yeah um so i do i'm sorry there isn't a shapeshifter i could lean more into i don't mean to imply that they mean skinwalker but with like the eyes and the brother thing even um and the turning into different people this is the it's, closest yeah the, it's like so so close yeah yeah um, I will say, if you want to listen to a good story about skinwalkers, Allie and I, one of our favorite mm-hmm. podcasts is Spooked. And in the newest season, they have someone from a reservation call in with their experience dealing with skinwalkers. Do you remember, um, like, what nation they're from or I what reservation not, they live on? I do not remember. I, I'll, I'll post it with the other research. Gotcha. Um, but I love it because that one it isn't it, if I remember correctly. Um, it is someone who was like a spiritual leader. Yes, correct. So, yeah, I well, forgot least, about that. I don't think they were, but they were telling it partially from their grandparents' perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think their, yes, their grandparent was. Yeah. If I, I remember correctly. I recommend Spooked for 
anything. Yeah, honestly. But that episode was particularly Um, one that was terrifying. I will say, too, um, with this, they specifically said that this um, particular bad was uh, a human with a genetic mutation. So I thought that was kind of a weird way to take this bad guy. I thought that actually made me uh, think of one of the first episodes of X-Files. I was, yeah, just about yeah, to say Yeah, this is very X-Files. similar to that episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, like, gets, he, like, squeezes very thin. Yeah. Goes through stuff. It's really gross. With the vents and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good episode. <laughs> but it's very like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another thing. Yeah. Um... You always have to have a sewer level. Oh my God. You always have to have a sewer level. Yep. They have them in Buffy. They have them in X-Files. You got at least one here. Oh, my God. Dean walking through the sewer with his flashlight as there's candles freaking everywhere. And it's so bright. And he's yeah. just, like, pointing it at any noise. And I'm like, that's how you get detected. You want to get the the first, you mm-hmm. know, you want to yeah. get the surprise. Let your eyes adjust to the darkness, yeah. my yeah. friend. I looked everywhere to see if there was something with sewers with this and Uh, maybe i missed it that's true they did meet in caves which are caves the equivalent of modern sewers Uh, they're dark but that's about it yeah but yeah i I thought that was interesting and the idea of him like shedding Mm -hmm. himself um i know that comes back to the werewolf but that to me was and just, I don't know. I just didn't understand or expect that. Was that yeah. when they were playing that music as he was transforming back mm-hmm. into his, his like teeth are pushing out and had the mommy. Yeah, that song. Oh, so bad. so bad. But the practical effects, I thought of that. Mm-hmm. I like them. I, I mm-hmm. just, I know we've talked about this, but I love old school effects. Yeah. yeah. I, it just looks so much better. It was so corny, but I'm okay with it. And I think, yeah, like, no, totally. Seeing those camp teeth is fall great. out is so disturbing, even when it's campy. Like that was gross. Yeah, exactly. And like the actual piles of goo. Mm-hmm. I, Ew. I do like too that they kind of um they did have the trope where Sam was like, "I'm gonna say these things, try and get a story out of you to see if you're lying to me." But then they also had where eventually he would take on the memories of the people he was transformed into because they use that as like a vehicle to give us more insight into Dean's insecurities. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. It's clever. I I really love how they handle the shapeshifter Mm -hmm. as metaphor in this episode because Mm -hmm. like both of the brothers are the shapeshifter. Yeah. 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 The whole thing was a game of do you know your bro? It was like those wedding games. Yes. But, but yeah, so, like, Sam is, like, a social shapeshifter and is, like, actually able to blend in in different places and be the kind of person he wants to be and, like, takes on those aspects. But Dean has all of the, like, can't escape my intrinsic weirdness mm-hmm. kind of aspects. I don't know. I just thought it was Yeah, well I did like how the scene, of course, ended up, but the shapeshifter as Dean had so much more game than Dean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that should have been the dead giveaway immediately. Yeah. Oh my god. Right. Um. <laughs> way smoother. Maybe a little bit hammy. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. But a lot smoother. Also, um, since we're comparing things one for one, Jensen is a much more convincing bad guy. Yes. Than Jared. Times ten. He yes. is like honestly terrifying. Yeah. Like like. The scene where Dean like hits Becky with the phone and is mm-hmm. like grabbing her arms. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, okay. So the one one thing I don't even know what to make of it. Um, but I just wanted to point out is how like the creature gets this sad backstory. Of yeah, how he's like a hated and hideous creature who's only accepted when he becomes something else, and we get that, and then all of a sudden he's like violently torturing someone again. Yeah, so it quickly pulls you out of it, but I do like that as a metaphor too. Um, yeah, for them living their lives. Can we have to talk about the storytelling around the shapeshifter <laughs> and Becky because it does not make sense. Okay, so Dean he transforms into Dean, goes to Becky. Yeah assaults her and then the next scene becky is in the sewer 
she says, I was walking, someone hit me over the head. And I'm like, so did that did that not actually happen? Yeah, I think maybe that was like a day later mm. or something. But I that's the one thing that I'm just sort of like, whatever, and I hand wave it. <laughs> what really bothered me about that wasn't like the weird time stuff, but the fact that when Dean is like saving Becky from the sewer, her first reaction isn't to flip the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> like that dude was just like slicing her so like she's just like oh my god let's go (laughs) i I wouldn't be going anywhere with that motherfucker like i don't care what he said to me Mm -mm. i don't care what i saw a thing turn into in front of me i'd be like bitch bye i don't know Maybe maybe I just have a better sense of uh, self-preservation. Self-preservation. That's the one. Mm-hmm. I don't actually <laughs> remember that my response to stress to is to freeze. <laughs> Mine's to <Yeah>. cry. <laughs> oh, no. I did. That's, a, that's, that's still technically a, a fight response. Yeah, that's true. I fight and cry. <laughs> oh! <laughs> exactly. Wombo combo. I did find it so weirdly cathartic after, like, so much, like, fake, yeah, we're cool with each other, for them to just punch the shit out of each yeah. other. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That whole fight scene is fun. Even down mm-hmm. to the really corny, like, fight music. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like, the tempo of it just feels like, I don't know, like like a... 70s martial arts movie <laughs> type thing mm-hmm. or at least a tarantino homage to a 70s martial arts movie yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the music was something else this episode i didn't mind the corny fight music no yeah. it was the the music with lyrics mm-hmm. during that scene when we saw it two ways oh yes. and speaking of that scene the cops the cops how did they get there How did they know there was going to be someone there? Cops never arrive in time to save people. No. So I just find that whole situation, like, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it was the case that just, like, Sam called 911 or whatever, I tell you what, they would send one patrol car with two cops in it. They'd knock on the door. They would hear nothing. And then they would leave. Because... The cops don't care about violence against women. <laughs> I'm going to disagree for one reason. Mm. The size of that mansion. That was going to be my point. <laughs> oh! Like, think about... Yeah. We were in class into this now. Because well, the cops, it's going to be one or two ways. Like, they're either, yeah, trying to protect someone who they're probably making money off of through some kind of bargaining, mm-hmm. or they're going to be arresting someone very affluent that's going to be a story... That's going to get them a lot of attention. Wow. Yeah. And the last thing they want is a mad rich person who they didn't do enough for. Y'all's minds. (laughs) I'm like, let's talk about intersectionality. (laughs) (laughs) You can be a woman, but still rich. That's true. I forgot about money. There was a lot of violence against women in this episode, oh though. They're like, I bet you haven't had enough of women getting beaten up in the past, like, six episodes. Yeah. Let's have, like, three or four. Let's just really go for it. You yeah. ready? Here they are. It just felt like incest, tor- not incest, incel torture porn. Sorry, I'm just taking that in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the mid-2000s were very incel-y anyways. It's so true. Did y'all see um, when Sam was tucking the gun in the back of his pants? Yes. The big old, the big old undie flash. Yep. Get oh. a peep of them tidy whities <laughs> I also liked how Dean just, like, Sam is like, okay, putting my gun in my pants and running. And then Dean's just like, gun out, run through all the people, <laughs> that don't was, give a shit. That was way later. He was yeah. in a rush. Leave That's Dean alone. <laughs> What did he say when he pulled his gun out? I remember it was very corny. Oh, um. Oh, there, it's no. like there's some some perks of the job, or oh yeah, yeah. Because then the the um, shifter repeated it. Yeah. Oh. In the sewer yeah. later. He's a corny, weird little dude. Yes. You know. Yeah. That's what happens when you 
spend most of your developmental years like outside of normal society <laughs> and it's what and happens drift. when you're the mom and the dad oh that's that too i wasn't even thinking of that but mm-hmm. yeah you're gonna have a weird personality it's just gonna happen and i love how his takeaway is like man i wish i got to see my own funeral yeah which i get but <laughs> right no one you loved would be there they thought and you were a murderer yeah. right <laughs> Also, oh, I do have a question. So they say the shapeshifter can shapeshifters are usually killed with silver bullets. Mm-hmm. Do either of you know like the mythological meaning behind like silver and why silver is often used as? I actually used to. I'm gonna Google this. Silver comes up repeatedly, and in this, it wasn't usually. It's always silver bullet to the heart, and I believe that's how they deal with werewolves too. Is silver to the heart. So that's a pretty consistent thing throughout the series. That's yeah, interesting. silver does a lot, a lot of things. I think um, they might use it to briefly incapacitate witches later, although um, I am not totally clear on that. I'm ready for some witch episodes. That sounds fun. Yeah. I'm the witches in this show. I think are hit or miss. Sometimes I like the witch episodes. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. Oh, so there are two interesting things. Um, Tell us about Silver Alley. What's in the lore? Yeah, let's talk. The lore. So there are a few things actually. First of all, Silver had antibiotic properties. Oh, what? So it was like a healing thing. So they thought it could also like kill monsters. What the fuck? It also reacts with sulfur. Which we've known oh! is meant to, mo- to represent the monsters. Oh, I love that. Um, also, silver is supposed to represent purity, virginity. Sure, yeah. Um, and the moon and divide mysteries. So it's supposed oh, to be... the moon thing is making sense. Then. Yeah. yeah. And since werewolves were tainted by the devil, silver was like the antidote for that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. A lot of layers to that. And I think silver was also something that was like accessible uh, more than like golds. Yeah, it absolutely. Was like silver candlesticks in churches is what I always yeah. think of. Um, oh, there's one more thing. Silver was commonly used to disinfect water and keep food from spoiling. That I did know. Interesting. I had no that's idea. That's a very strange fact. Yeah, so that's why silver is relied on. <laughs> well, alrighty. <laughs> Thank you, Allie. You're welcome. Thanks, Google. This also felt like really the wrong episode to split the party. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Like, of course, that's why they would do it, mm-hmm. because it's exactly the wrong time. But, like, come on. Come on, y'all. I agree. I did like in this episode, we got the Star Trek reference from Dean. We're only getting <laughs> yeah. nerdy references from, from Dean. Him. Yeah. No, that's that's the whole thing. You're catching on quick. Dean's a nerd. It's felt like um, Sam feels like the guy who, you know, go- is studying engineering in college, um, but is just another frat bro. Yes. You assume he'd be nerdy, but he's not. Sam is like one of the guys that one of my girlfriends is dating. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's so boring. Do you have to invite him to everything? Who are you referencing? No one now, but just like in <laughs> past experience. Yeah, that's fair. We're going to have to get this goss later. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? Yeah, he's just, I don't know, if Dean is a cold beer, then Sam is a glass of lukewarm water. Yeah, only serial killers like it. Mm. I'm really, I'm really (laughs) lost on both of these, uh, both of these analogies here. I don't know. I actually wouldn't even consider Dean to be a cold beer. I consider Sam to be a very flat soda with a few, like, fruit flies in it. And I think, like, <laughs> Dean would be, like, a Corona twist or something. Like, there'd be a little. Yeah, there's enough to be interesting, but not, like, your go-to. But, but Y'all are harsh. It ends up being surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Especially if you've had a few other drinks first. Why was my first thought to say to that slimy yet satisfying, like from the fucking Lion King, <laughs> with the grubs? Oh I had a friend in grad school who every single time we went to happy hour, he would get a Corona and go, because life's a beach. And now it takes a very different meaning with Corona now. Teen never got to go to the beach. Oh, God. 
sad boy what jordan why have you done this to me <laughs> someone give us our dean on a beach story Aww. just pure Speaking happiness stories yes do you have a fanfic for us oh well i do <laughs> what a coincidence <laughs> what a thought <laughs> who'd have thunk it <laughs> see i want jordan to do the fanfic one day because he's gonna find the weirdest shit and it's gonna be the most disgusting listen it's hard to find a good balance okay it is no i'm like hard line no incest of any kind i want it to be thematically related mm-hmm. or have a similar monster i like it yeah and on top of that i would really really rather it not be abo yeah I mean, I'm going to be honest, if I ever find the fanfic, I'm just going to do a callback to episode one and find us a Dean X Inuyasha. (laughs) I don't want to ABO, I wanted the new one. Oh my god, with the Sigma. Yes, Sigma. (laughs) New ABO lore. I have no clue what you're talking about. You do, you do, you saw this tweet, it was in the group chat. That's I'm not going to elaborate on that. People in the know will know. All right. So the one that I picked for today is called Days of Dean's Life. It's by, sorry, I I really had to squint and make sure I was saying this correctly. Samius Pegasus. It's on AO3. The summary is, quote, so you're going with a shapeshifter stole my face and use it to pursue a career in daytime television, end quote. Um, It's featuring sam and dean uh and the additional tags are days of our lives freeform shapeshifter bickering uh days of dean's life series so this is very meta (laughs) yeah that's why why i picked it i was like oh wow this is like literally exactly the kind of thing that would happen for real on this show this seems like a season 12 like we've been doing this for 12 years let's make an episode where they try and Dude, try our lives. Try season five. Oh my god! <laughs> I just really want Dean's reaction of like, Sam, what the fuck did you do? If anyone's read this, give us. We want to know more about it because I will not take the time to read it. I am just being <laughs> honest with you all. Well, I do appreciate the creativity. I am very impressed with the stuff people come up with, and I don't mean to belittle that because creative writing is hard as fuck. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like. Teasing aside, like, damn, you spent time and made a thing. Like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. As as a poet, good job. <laughs> I can't write narrative. <laughs> yeah. Be proud of your weird little incest. Interest. I keep saying Why incest. do you keep saying incest to this episode, <laughs> Allie? Hook hand and incest. That's all I care about right now. Head empty, no thoughts. <laughs> Just <laughs> hook hand and incest. Oh my god. I don't want to know what. I'm glad you're not doing the fan fictions. <laughs> oh, I would find some fun ones. <laughs> I think my selections have been amusing. I don't mean fun as in actually fun. I know what you mean. So, what would you rate this episode? Ooh, I want to give it two. I know. I'm sorry. I know you like this episode. I am so offended. I'm taking this very personally. I'm going to give it two cringy songs (laughs) out of two cringy tunes out of five. Oh, geez. How about you, Allie? Yeah, I'm like 2.5 or 3. Um, <sighs> melted ears. No, that's what face. I was gonna say. Yes, <laughs> I took it this time. I'm pretty sure they imposed that ear on a cooking egg, and that's how they did that effect. It was really weird. Oh man, now I'm gonna have to think of a thing. Can you tell us the lyrics to that song again while Jess no. was thinking, Allie? I want to hear it again. <laughs> Who's your mother? Who's your mommy? Who's your father? Who's your daddy? Mm. Like me in the bedroom. <laughs> I also like how you read it to like the. (laughs) It sounds like you're gonna start saying like Uga Cha Cha by uh, the what was his name Berlin Wall guy David Hasselhoff. (laughs) Who's your mommy? Who's your daddy? Uga 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 Cha Cha. (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) Oh whatever, y'all suck. 
Um, I am going to give this episode three and a half Marilyn magnets out of five. Oh. Even despite the weird Becky plot thing in the middle and the two really cringy songs, I like the way that the brothers dynamic is in this episode. Mm. I like that the monster actually makes sense with the story they're trying to tell. Even if it's really corny and kind of heavy handed. I like the practical effects. I mm-hmm. like the fact that everything is not gray True. for ninety percent of the episode because they have to <laughs> they have to differentiate it from being in the sewer. <laughs> we get more yes. color in the sewer than we do in any other episode. Yeah, the sewer's weirdly yellow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think it was because of the candles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like in the daylight when they're outside, I'm like, wow, they're so young. I can see their little yeah. baby faces. They don't look dirty. Yeah, exactly. They look clean. They look sparkly. All right, Jordan, what do you think is going to happen next time? <clears throat> oh, well, we had our break from the ghosts. So <laughs> I think we're going to get another vengeful spirit. And next, or maybe someone with like hooks for toes. I don't know. <laughs> We can only hope. Yeah. Oh, God. I hope it's another... I liked that this was like an allegory for their relationship. Mm -hmm. Since it's the first season we're establishing, I want more of that. Like, I like the idea of the monster tying in what's going on with them. Yeah. Things thematically making sense. Yes. Well, they've done this before, but never with the brothers. Like, they've obviously had, like, guilt allegories for other characters, but... Sure, sure, sure. I liked it. Sorry, you're like, I liked it after giving it a two <laughs> i mean it it's was fine. a solid two it's fine whatever was, my only problem with the episode is i will be honest i thought it was a little boring <gasps> no like i appreciate what I was trying to do it was a little little boring i hate y'all we're not friends anymore <laughs> this is the last episode of off road <laughs> supernatural i'm getting off the road <laughs> <laughs> i'm pulling this car over <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to On the Road with Supernatural. Our theme music was composed by Anthony Ployhar, and special thanks to Sophia London for our logo. If you're having fun, hit us up on Tumblr at On the Road with Supernatural or on Instagram or Twitter at OTR Supernatural. Contact us at On the Road with Supernatural at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. That's all for today. See you next time in uh, Ankeny, Iowa. Bye. 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 Bye.